Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yeah, good morning. The May two four long weekend, a mixed bag of uh, weather to uh, you know today, tomorrow, Monday, and uh, if you're out and about, uh, enjoy it if you can. Everybody's on their way up north. Yeah, probably going camping. Well, except us. Except <laughs> us, and they're going camping, and uh, the uh, the weather says it's going to be great, but you know you're going to be walking in mud. And yes, camping. It's a typical <laughs> Victoria Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, you're hoping uh, it's going to be nice weather, but it it always rains. That's right. And you know, if you have Monday off, uh, you'll enjoy that uh, as well. Uh, also in studio this uh, this morning, Ashley Sidler, sales representative uh, with the Golfie team. We have a, a bevy of topics today, including uh, grow ops, wet basements. Uh, we have some questions from listeners as well. We'll also get into uh, what's happening in the market these days. Uh, RobGolfie.com is the website rob g-o-l-f-i.com is the website 905-575-7700 is the phone number that's 905-575-7700 rob and his team all over social media you can check him out on facebook at rob golfie on twitter and instagram well maybe we'll start with uh, what's happening in the market today the market is good. It's still rocking. So it's not stupid anymore. It, it, it isn't, but, we, but, but we, we, we do make it stupid a little bit, us as agents, because <laughs> right. we know how to manipulate the market and get more money for our clients. Okay. Um, the market has changed, um, and it's not that it's changed uh, in a way that, like, M- March and part of April was insanely ridiculous yeah. in the amounts of money people are getting. So people now that are listing in May are thinking that they can get those same numbers that their neighbors have sold for, mm-hmm. and it's not happening. So, for instance, uh, uh, we had one house on Montreal Circle in Stony Creek, three-bedroom, two-story, uh, sell for over $800,000. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the that price of that house should be probably about seven hundred, seven twenty. We sold it for eight hundred and thirty. And uh, so the neighbors are trying to get the eight hundred thousand. They're not getting it. They're going to get probably what seven fifty, mm-hmm. uh, Ashley. Yeah. Um, and it's not saying that the market's gone down. The market's just back to normal where it was before this insane market that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an abundance of buyers coming all over the place from, you know, especially from the GTA and the local buyers, and uh, and they're all you know running trying to get a property because they're hearing prices are going up. And yeah, the prices did go up because of them coming around. And then things shifted. We don't know what shifted it. Um, I know that I sent a, a message out to my team to be very careful uh, in holding offers, mm. you know, trying to get multiple offers on the 12th of April. That was before Easter uh, weekend. And uh, and then the wind government came out and did their announcement. Right. So I don't know if they had any effect. It Really, the wind government's... Uh, changes that they did in the Ontario government, I don't think really makes an effect uh, affected us in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I think it will affect the condo market in uh, in Toronto. 
And uh, so, but but the market, you know, I mean, it, it changes every week, regardless whether it's good or bad. I mean, uh, but but the market is still good. So right now, timing is good. Uh, if you're looking at buying, now's the time because you, you can actually negotiate a you know a decent deal. Yeah. But the market is strong for sellers. Like just to give you an example, on the Hamilton Mountain, in the the month of May so far. Um, so the so now agents are listing. They're they're not getting it yet, but they'll they'll get it eventually. So <laughs> so agents are, uh, the so the average list price of a house on Hamilton Mountain right now, when they're listing it, it's five hundred twenty seven thousand three hundred sixty three dollars. Hmm. Okay, but the average sale price is four hundred ninety one thousand eight hundred twenty seven. Interesting. So that means there is negotiations that are happening. And uh, and the reason why they're listing high is because they're the previous month uh, people were getting over five hundred thousand. That right. was the, was over five hundred average. So it, it's it that's a little bit of a difference. Instead of getting uh, if you price it well and you uh, aggressively price it, you still can get multiple offers. We just did one. Ashley just did one on what street was that? Ashley uh, Barons Barons yeah, Avenue. Yeah, yeah, myself and another agent from our team, Alex. Um, we listed it. It's probably worth about two, two thirty, two forty, maybe. This is in Hamilton. In this Hamilton, okay. yeah, Barons Hamilton Avenue. East, Barons Avenue, North. Yeah. Oh, okay. Barons Avenue North. Yep. So I mean, not even south. Um, so we we spoke to the seller and we said, you know what, this is our strategy. Let's 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 list it at the one ninety nine. Let's hold off the offers. Um, it's going to be insane. You're going to get so many showings coming mm-hmm. through. So you may just want to leave for a couple of days. Um, she got nine offers and uh, hundred and five thousand over asking. Wow. So See, it's still you, you, happening. You still you, can get that. You just got to learn how to do it better now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to, you have to have a GTA marketing strategy. I mean, yes. we say that all the time. Probably people are probably sick of hearing it. But <laughs> if you if you are interviewing an agent and you ask them what's your GTA marketing strategy, by the way, that should be your number one question. Yes. Um, and and, we're and they me- look at you stupid. They don't have one. They don't know. Like, yeah. No, on. we're members of the Toronto Real Estate Board also, and I th- and that's what drives a lot of uh, our buyers to our listings here in Hamilton. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. So having a GTA marketing strategy, I don't want to reveal all all your cards, but that mm-hmm. that's basically uh, ways to attract that GTA buyer to, mm-hmm. to make, to make your, that particular listing more enticing. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, not only the GTA buyer, the GTA agent that comes in this way. Right. And, uh, you know, so they've got all the information uh, that they need to, to take to their client, to take to their client. Right. Right. So in Ancaster, let's see what happened in Ancaster. So okay. the average, the average sale price, the average list price. Now you got these numbers are, are, are um, crazy. So in May, so far in May, which is only about two mm-hmm. weeks. A couple in weeks, May, yeah. The, so the, everybody's listing at high numbers. So the average list price in uh, May in Ancaster is $1,039,000. <laughs> wow. That's, so everybody's listing high. Yeah. But the average sale price is $811,000. Well, no, let's say $812,000. Yeah. So everybody's, everybody's reaching shooting over that million. They're shooting for the stars. <laughs> but if you look in April, uh, in April, uh, let's, go, let's go to uh, March. March, the average list price... Was eight hundred sixty-two thousand four hundred eight dollars. That's in March. Wow. March, the average sale price. Um, that's funny. That it, so they're still st- stretching. But the, the average sale price in March was seven hundred eighty-two thousand. Then April, it went to eight hundred forty-two thousand. So it, it's growing. But mm-hmm. but what, what's happening in the higher end markets? Uh, people are listing higher, and, then, and there's room to move on yeah. that. But seems uh, like the gap is bigger now. The gap is bigger. Well, it's it's a higher end market in uh, in uh, Ancaster now. If you go to East Hamilton, 
in East Hamilton, it, it's getting it's getting kind of stupid out there. Excuse my language. <laughs> I don't know, but there's still great value, right? Um, so well, that's where Barron's was, right? I don't yeah. know if that's great value at the end well, of the so, well, yeah. <laughs> so the average list price in April was uh, three hundred ninety-four thousand. Holy! In in this is East Hamilton. Yeah, the average list price. So the average list price in May so far is five hundred and twelve thousand. So wow. so everybody's go everybody is shooting for the stars in East Hamilton. So let's go let's go to what the average sale price is. So in April, the average list price in April in East Hamilton was three hundred and ninety four thousand. The average sale price was four hundred and twelve. <laughs> so they got more than mm-hmm. asking. Mm-hmm. So the average list price in May which is only two two weeks. This I, these numbers are uh, I did uh, very early this morning. Um, are five hundred twelve thousand the average list price uh, in uh, East Hamilton? The average sale price w- actually went down mm-hmm. to four hundred seventy four thousand four hundred oh, in East Hamilton. Three seventy four. Did I? Yeah. Sorry. Three seventy four. So last April, the average sale price was four hundred twelve thousand. Hmm. May it's three hundred seventy four thousand. Wow. So it's. So, it, I mean, it's just adjusted to the what the market should yeah, be. Yeah, we can see that cooling effect taking place. Yeah, right? it, it's just it's just adjusted to like if you look at those numbers. If you go to January, it probably like in January, it's actually January was pretty high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, January's average price, but February's was down. So February's average list price or sale price in East Hamilton was three hundred twenty-two thousand. That was February. Hmm. January was higher. Well, it also like makes, it's up and down. Yeah, it, it makes East a difference up to and down. how many homes are available on the market. Right. right. So in the yeah. January, February, March, uh, beginning of April, there was low inventory. Well, so right. yeah. as the weather gets warmer, you know, the, the flowers start to bloom. There's mm-hmm. more homes available now. Well, also East Hamilton has uh, pockets that are higher end and, and uh, lower end and medium. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, you got Beach Boulevard with some of the waterfront properties. Right. And then you got District 27. Where you got house uh, bungalows and back splits that are selling for like you know National Drive and those they're mm-hmm. selling in the six seven hundred thousand. Yeah. That's that's kind of mixing up the skewing numbers, the numbers a bit, screwing the numbers yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But but uh, in Hamilton Central, uh, the average um, let's see here the average um, list price in May was four hundred twenty thousand hmm. in uh, Hamilton Central. The average sale price was four hundred twelve. In the month before. Um, it was um, the average list price was four eighteen, and the average sale price was four thirty nine. So it was higher. Right. So, but see, but now you could see people are are, are stretching to, to trying to get that much more. Yeah. But uh, but but from January to May, in January, uh, like January was low, but it, it climbed. But the average uh, sale price in uh, in January was three hundred twenty thousand six hundred fifty eight. Now, it's four hundred thirteen thousand. Wow! So about so, hundred grand. Yeah, yeah. That's, pretty that's just in, in <laughs> yeah in Central Hamilton. So if you bought ten houses, <laughs> you'd be a millionaire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why didn't I do that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why didn't I do that? But so so the market has changed. Like you were telling uh, uh, on the way here to the radio station, what were you were saying about the um, uh, the market? There is a strategy. 
the market hasn't it come down. It's just it's just more of a, a normal market. Mm -hmm. Inventory is up. Mm -hmm. um, that's why the market that, that's a that's a huge. So right now the agents that maybe are inexperienced or don't sell as many homes are just you know listing at whatever their seller wants them to list at, which is not the right strategy. There's, no. There are pockets that attract more buyers, right. and if you are hoping for a bidding war or hoping for a certain amount, you need to list it in that pocket. Yeah. That's appealing. Yeah, and, you have to be careful. Yeah, at un under under the five hundred mark is a is a is a great mm -hmm. market to to actually push bring that market mm -hmm. up more. Over the five hundred thousand dollar mark, it, it it is difficult. You have to be very careful because as you get higher in the price range, the the pool of buyers becomes smaller, right. especially once you get into the million dollar range. You know, like you might get maybe 15, 20 people looking at a house in, over like eight, between 800 and a million. Yeah. But, you know, 500, there's more. And then under mm -hmm. five, there's there's tremendously more. Yeah. That's yeah. for like, sure. Like the price point of anywhere from two to four is huge. There's right. Tons yeah. of buyers. That's, that's, a big that's sweet your spot. first time home buyer price yeah. range, right? Yeah. So you, you have to price it according to, you know, how many people are looking at each price point. Yeah. We got to run here. When we come back, um, more on the market, uh, some wet basements, grow ops, and uh, listener questions as well. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Home, Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also with us this morning is Ashley Sidler, sales rep with the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. The uh, website, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. It is a tremendous Facebook page. Uh, the market, West Basements, uh, Wet Basements, and Grow Ops are topics today. We also have some listener questions that we'll get to. If you have a question, we'll get to it on a future program. Uh, email questions at robgolfie.com questions at robgolfie.com everything under the sun real estate uh, related. Rob will be able to answer your questions. Um, another question regarding the market and millennials still having a tough time getting in. Yes, they got to stop and it's their own doing. Yeah. It's their own doing. <laughs> so there was an article in The Spectator, uh, and actually I think it was in Australia or something like that. Yes. Well, uh, it was an Australian billionaire who was blaming basically millennials for not saving because they're buying avocado on toast and something like that. Yeah, nineteen dollar yeah. avocado, little special Just hors d'oeuvre, pricey. Which is pricey. I love I love avocado, <laughs> yes. but but I mean I don't I don't think I would even spend nineteen no. bucks. Man, like, who's spending nineteen bucks yeah. on that? What's on this toast? I know. Yeah. No kidding. Now I'm I'm curious. <laughs> I, the picture looked pretty good. Yeah, online. it did look. It did look. I was good. like, you know what? I'm going to try that out. But I'm not going to pay nineteen bucks. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the uh, the millennials are um, having a tough time saving because. They want to travel like uh, their parents do, hmm. and their parents didn't start traveling probably till 20, 30 years into their marriage. Right. Um, and they, they and they want cash for it. They didn't put it, it on credit. Yeah, that's true that's too. Right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, because interest rates were you know crazy way higher, back yeah. when, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they want they go to the restaurants. They're eating more out. Yeah. I mean, I remember growing up. I I swear, man. I I think I I ate. At McDonald's once, and that's just because. Yeah, we were the same. We never went out. Oh no, never. I'm telling you, like it was just like I didn't start actually eating at a at a fast food place 
till I was like in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm making my own money. You know, and buddies are going out for lunch and stuff like that. Yeah. Or after going out on the uh, on a Friday or Saturday night with my friends, we go through Burger King, bacon double cheeseburger with extra ketchup and mayonnaise was our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, but uh, but yeah, we didn't uh, eat out that much, and um, and still as a young adult uh, being married. I uh, we didn't go out to restaurants. I remember going to Swiss Chalet was like a big treat. Mm. Like mm-hmm. like like now people go to Swiss Chalet and every day like yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. But but again, and that's why the millennials are having a hard time uh, saving money. They they uh, they're not thinking of uh, in case something happens. They mm-hmm. they think they're always going to have money coming in every week, and uh, and that's why a lot of parents are helping them because there's no other way that they, that these guys are going to make it. Right, and they need to get is them it, out of their house. Yeah, is it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but is it also a case that you know, condos uh, or, or apartments are just as attractive, but they, 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 don't, they don't see the value of that equity in, in the home? Is that I, part of it? N- um, you got no. condo fees associated with those, right? So yeah. I mean, you might as well have a mortgage. No, but you know what it is? Because everybody's buying those now. They're a generation, so, yeah. it's not, so, so it's not like it isn't as valuable. Or, or I'm they just thinking they, they'd want, you know, the chic, smaller, kind of intimate space, yeah. you know, without the lawn and all the hassle yeah. of doing they, that. They, and they do. They don't, yeah. want, they don't want the big yards. They don't... Because they don't want to pull the weeds, because that's what's going to exactly. happen when they yeah. buy these big houses, these houses with big yards, because they don't know how to take care of a lawn. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it just uh, they want small small. T- that's why look at the growth of townhouses in yeah. the last oh, yeah. fifteen years. Like who who would expect uh, there'd be this many townhouses that uh, and and they're and they're selling these townhouses. They're selling. So it's just the millennials. You know what they they uh, it, that article in the paper. And that, that billionaire, he was, you know, he was just saying that, uh, you know, if they stopped uh, having spending habits, uh, they'd probably be able to save money and buy uh, mm-hmm. buy a house uh, sooner than later. Yeah. And now, given the, uh, I don't want to say price correction, but at least the 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 the, the milder market uh, as compared to a few months ago, uh, now might be a really good time to get in. Oh, it, it is. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, it is a little bit more uh, less aggressive, I would say. Yeah. Um, house house values will still climb throughout the year. There's no doubt, just like they did last year, because we had the same system happen. Last year, mm. and it and uh, this type of market started at the beginning of June versus uh, uh, the end of April and beginning of May. So, um, but again, it, it's gonna it is less aggressive, so it's not as competitive to get that house. Um, and so, and I told one client the other day, I said, listen, I wouldn't bother making an offer on that house right now because it'll still be for sale because they're really trying to reach. And if somebody wants to buy it, let them have it because it's not worth what they're asking right. for. Because, you know, I mean, if the house is worth 500 and this guy's asking six, you know what? It's, it's it, yeah, you, now that, you know, it is hard to gauge because, um, you know, we went through this crazy market and now we need three months of a, a a milder market mm-hmm. so that we can gauge what house values are because they are all over the map right now. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are all over the map. So so we have to, we need more, you know, another month to go by to really gauge what, what the market, what, what the average sale price would be for, you know, let's say a bungalow or a backsplit or a two-story and depending on the area. Right. Yeah. And if you miss out on that one, because it is a little overpriced, as Ashley mentioned, that there is a lot more supply out there to choose from, right? More is coming down the pipe. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Absolutely. Case in point regarding uh, the price differences, a few months ago in my neighborhood, Central Mountain, you know, Upper Wellington, Fennel area, on my street, a home was listed at, I think it was 489 469 in that range, and one just sold a couple days ago 
ago on the other side of the street, same street, same neighborhood, uh, almost the same house, really. Uh, and I think it was listed at three eighty nine. So I mean, just the list price difference was tremendously. Yeah, different. yeah, and, and probably can, you know there was a uh, condition of property there. Probably one needed work and one. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? it just you know what it, it just depends. Maybe the, in, is the, the other one sold too, right? They both just they're both sold. Yeah. yeah. So it's just depending on condition. People yeah. look at that. Everybody wants that perfect house. Uh, when uh, when somebody uh, you know like the kitchen's done, everything else is done, but also price is a factor. Yeah. So, for instance, one we had a townhouse. This was a, a small little townhouse, and uh, you know, and, and they share a parking lot. Nobody has their own driveway. Um, the 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 most recent townhouse sold for two hundred and fifty thousand. Had updated kitchen. You know, they're small small townhouse, mm-hmm. like eight hundred square feet. And uh, so I said to uh, my client, I go, I can get you more than that one. And his was not updated or anything. He goes, seriously? I said, so let's list it at 239.9. And I says, I'll get you uh, at least 250. Well, we got 260 for it. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And this townhouse that I sold did not have any upgrades at all. So, um, and they got more than the house that just recently sold like a week prior hmm. that had of uh, a, a, a brand new kitchen in there because you listed it in a more appealing price point. Yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of action on it. The price point was uh, more appealing, and I'm, I'm sure that other person that sold theirs for two fifty is going. Wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got way more upgrades than that what guy. Should have called golfing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Should have called me. That's it. That's what happens. But there is a strategic way of of pricing a house. Yeah. Um, you don't want to, and you got to be careful. Like a, a like I went on on uh, on an evaluation. And the agent uh, said 550, and I'm like, I'm looking at this house. I I said, you know what? Let me go back to my office. Let's meet up ne- the next day, and let me give you uh, a, a proper number. And I I even thought 450 was too high. This another agent <laughs> gave him 550. The house needed a lot of work. It was dated, and you know, and uh, and I just said to them, look, and and they were ready to firm up on a on a house uh, that they're buying, and I said to them, look. Let's let that one go because uh, you are going to be very upset of the outcome on your price if you don't get what you want because of the other purchase. And either we re- renegotiate on the house that you're buying or we let it go and we'll find something else because really nice Argentinian couple. I, I don't want them to, to, you know, to have premature gray hair and, you know, just because they're, they're going to be stressed. Mm-hmm. You know what? And, and another agent gave them a price of 550 that's way too high for mm-hmm. themselves. I don't know why they came up with that number. But the problem there is when an agent gives you a high number, you're stuck with that agent because you sign a contract. And what they do is they beat you up on the price after. Right. They say, hey, well, you know, uh, nobody's looking at it at 550 We've got to reduce it. Well, guess what? You're hurting that listing. I don't operate that way, but if my client says, "Hey, we well, want to do the five fifty list at five fifty, yeah. I have no problem doing that. But I'm not doing my job if I'm not being uh, realistic and honest with them. And uh, so, to me, you know, when we go in and and uh, do an evaluation, I'm going to give you my honest opinion and my realistic opinion, and then uh, and then I'll give them suggestions what we can do. Mm-hmm. We can try this number or this number, but. 550 to 450 that is a big number and believe me sometimes I'm higher and we get that higher number and but if I'm lower I I like I'm I'm realistic I'm not going to have this Argentina couple firm up on a $650,000 house and another agent said their house is 550 meanwhile it's really only 450 right yeah so you got to be careful with that how much damage is done um to to a listing to a showing when that price is too high because you're going to scare off a lot of people it, it sits 
and uh, and then it's days on market. Yeah. The buyers mm-hmm. out there, they know how long the house has been on the market. They're saying, oh yeah, that's been on the market for two weeks yeah. or three weeks. They know because they're wa- they're watching that. Right. They're watching that area. And then they start thinking, okay, there's got to be something wrong yeah, with it. Exactly. Why is it exactly. selling? Yeah. yeah. And then they yeah. just start making things up. Oh, I th- oh, they probably had water. Maybe that <laughs> yes. maybe that flash flood we had. They must have exactly. had water. Exactly. Yeah. You know, everything's selling. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, hey, let's get into wet basements. So we had uh, a lot of rain over the last uh, you know few mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Uh, what Best happened? time to look at a house. Best time to look at a house. Really. <laughs> <Best time. laughs> sure. Well, yeah, we had four phone calls, uh, four uh, phone calls, um, and I was in I was in uh, California on a conference, not vacation. I was on a conference, okay, business trip, <laughs> business trip. That's it. And uh, the weather wasn't weather was okay out there, but not uh, not uh, crazy. Apparently, they got the May blues there. I guess they call it because oh, yeah? the ocean and the air, just whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to Hamilton. We had four phone calls. I was in California. And every one, we had to figure out what to do. One, we had like an, uh, one or two inches of water in the basement. So take it off the market. We got to get this thing fixed. Yeah. And uh, another one had a little leak. And then uh, there was like, there was four, four incidences. I think three out of the four, people still bought the house. Really? We said, we said look, we just had a leak. And, you know, and they go, no problem. We want to see it. We, you know, and they still bought it. And it, and it, and it sold uh, for full asking price. Wow. So they... Um, so people weren't weren't afraid of it, and and there was no conditions on that. Um, Saying hey, you got to repair it or you know, um, shave some dollars off. Yeah, no, I think I, I'm not sure. One of the one of them we did have that they were gonna repair it to have Omni Basements come in and do a corner. That money cost okay. them five seven thousand dollars to right, do. Right, right, right. But but people weren't uh, weren't afraid of the water. Like, um, and I think it's, there was a lot of water though. They there's like. I like a, you're. Dri- I'm driving around looking at houses. I'm seeing those big long spouts going right to mm-hmm. right to the end of their uh, lawn, so that no more water can you know go in their basement because uh, you know all the east troughs, everything was just overflowing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it it, it is it is it, it's not a normal rain that we had. And if if anybody's going to get any problems, it, it would have been during that rainfall, right. especially people had that needed shingles done. And boy, did they have problems! Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and and look at the roofers now; they're more busy than yeah. before because they they've got to get their uh, their roofs fixed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happens when you have sold your home and suddenly you realize that your basement is leaking, or or the buyer says, "Hey, you know, I've, I've I'm spotting something and that wasn't indicated in." Yeah, it. Uh, and that, that's a good question. So. If the but the new buyer, the buyer that's moved in, can mm-hmm. prove that this has happened many times before, that seller can be in trouble. Okay. But if it's an only an isolated instance, say, hey, listen, I've never had any water in my basement before. This is this has never happened. Mm-hmm. Then they yeah. can't prove that. Quick, quick and story. It, and it happens. And it happens. It's something like that rainfall is going to trigger things that people never had sure. had yeah. before. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Quick story about rain. So um, it's really important that buyers and sellers or sellers just do disclose because it will come out. So I had a buyer buy a property. Um, have you had any water in your basement? No. I mean, that's something they need to disclose anyways. Hmm. Like that's something that the buyer couldn't know right. and can't see. Um, so the buyer buys the house. They get water in the basement. They're outside. They're ripping out carpet. Talking to the neighbor. Oh, yeah. Their basement was underwater last year. Right. <laughs> Hello. Like wow. there's a lawsuit. Right. Yeah. I mean, they'll find out anyways let them know give a heads up be like be fair yeah right? yeah you have to there's there's no sense you're gonna get in more trouble if you don't disclose mm-hmm. you're better mm-hmm. off to disclose fix it fix fix it or have the new have the buyer know and then he'll just say you know what i'll deal with it i yeah. love the house right. and then and if it does have a problem just say hey listen you've initialed and signed that you knew that there was a problem mm-hmm. and everybody's covered 
and that, it's the best way. And then, and that's why uh, selling, like again, selling privately. I, I, I'm, I'm saying a lot of people do it, yeah. And uh, but there, there's a lot of lawsuits because that homeowner, he's not under the obligation like we are on uh, due diligence and in, in uh, disclosing. Right. So he may. You may go in there and buy a house, and he'll say, "Hey, any leaks? No, there's no leaks, you know." But meanwhile, after you move in, there's a river going through the mm-hmm. house, and uh, in the meantime, you guys had no idea because you weren't informed either, right? No, right. but we always ask the question, you yeah. know, have you got any moisture problems in the basement or anything like that, or in the attic? And they go, you know, they would they would tell us when they hesitate, and they go, "Well, then we know we got an issue." Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So so we we, we we try to we we definitely try to disclose that yeah. because, it, you know, I mean, we sell a lot of homes, Rick. And uh, I, I don't need to have them bite me after. Yeah. So we, we want to make sure everything is, is in good standings when the new new buyer homeowner comes in. If a homeowner had uh, a wet basement at one point, but then corrected it, so got uh, you know the work done, do they have to mention that as well? Yes. We, we disclose that also. Yeah. yeah. Just say you know they had a leak here, they've had it fixed. Here's the warranty, the guarantee, yeah. and all that yeah, kind of stuff. And they've had no issues since. I right. mean, That's then right. They've, they've put it all on the table. There's no yeah. yeah. You know, it's full disclosure. Unknowns. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we got about a minute here to talk about uh, wet basements. Uh, if it is for sale, you mentioned you took you know. Three Three out of the four off the market. That's right. Uh, but homes are still selling, obviously. Homes are still selling. No, no, but those three out of the four, no, three out of the four sold, Rick. Oh, three out of the four sold. That's oh, right. Three I out of the four actually still sold, even wow. though, even the, the buyer knowing that they had uh, water issues during that heavy uh, rainstorm. Because it wasn't a normal thing that happened. And uh, But the other thing is, I, I, I'm curious to find out, uh, we should get the insurance guy in here to find out. Um, I'm not sure... If it, like I saw in Quebec, like people were saying that they weren't insured there for their floods. Yeah, a lot of times basement is not covered. I mean, a lot yeah. of rural homes it would be because they've got mm-hmm. like some pump coverage mm-hmm. or right. that kind of thing. But a lot of times it's not. Right, right. Depends on your insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we'll touch on uh, grow ops. Uh, if you have a question for Rob, you can send an email to questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We have some listener questions we'll get to uh, in a few minutes as well. The website, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. The phone number is 905 575 7700. Find them all over social media at Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. More of the Hamilton Real Estate Show next on AM 900 CHML. Here we go again. It's the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin, in with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Also with us this morning is Ashley Sidler, sales rep with the Golfie team. By the way, thanks for coming in on the long weekend. I know it's uh, you know hectic. Hey, and you we're guys always got things here to for, do. Uh, for our clients. Uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, 905-575-7700 is the phone number. 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll get to some listener questions in a matter of minutes. If you have a question, you can email your query, your quandary to questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. All right, let's talk about grow ops. What could happen if you buy a grow up and you want to sell it? 
or at well, least buy a home that has a grow up in it. <laughs> well, well, we have we have a situation that's happening. So um, we have a client; they're selling their house. Mm-hmm. Their their home was a grow up. And what does op mean anyway? Operation. Is, operation. operation. Okay. Yeah. I, I Marijuana <laughs> grow yeah. operation. Uh, operation. So okay. there is a registry list that if it's busted as a grow up, mm-hmm. um, doesn't even matter how many plants, if it is busted and it will be registered. So this home, oddly, was not. it's not registered as a grow up. However, if you type the address in on Google, it shows. It's all over. Yeah, yeah it's all over. Yeah, there. so I think it, maybe that was before that, but, possibly. But, but the problem there is when he bought it, I don't know if his – if his agent told him or he bought it I think he did know he knew and he didn't care basically he didn't care but mm. the agent didn't stress enough to him that it could cause problems on selling it right mm. and uh, so it was a grow up before and this person has purchased the home this guy's yeah. purchased knowing it, that they probably got a good deal on they renovated it, it okay. but they, don't, they didn't remediate it as they should have lately because uh, right. there was no documentation so now going forward sorry Rob cut you off no no go for it um so now going forward, he's selling it, and now the questions are coming out. Oh, was it remedied? Where's the documentation? Right. Where's it? Like no, no it. bank wants to finance this property, sure. yeah. so that's a problem. Yeah. So what the thing is, there's there's um, the option there is once the it, it, once his own bank finds out, he may n- they may foreclose on him. Wow. They say, listen, we're not we're not uh, we're we're not going to renew your mortgage, and no, and if nobody no, and then and nobody else may give him a mortgage. So the problem there is, so. The uh, the people that are buying it, uh, their banks know that this was a grow operation. Mm-hmm. That's and, another problem. And yeah, that's another problem. <laughs> so it's hard to get financing. So unless you hide it, which you shouldn't, uh, everybody should know. Like not not only the people that are financing the place, they should know. And and a lot of that you know kind of gets slipped under the cracks sometimes, which is not right. But uh, but the banks aren't financing this. They don't want to touch it because mm-hmm. they could end up owning this place. Because nobody wants it after if there is a mold issue. And and I think a lot of mold issues, if the homeowner knows that it was a, a grow operation, the insurance company will not cover that property because right. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they don't cover it, the banks are going to say, well, you know, like now they're stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And they can lose a lot of money because of it. So you really have to be... Uh, it, buy, buying a, a, a grow up, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it myself personally. Yeah. I mean, uh, they become it's, difficult it's to sell. The reason why we're having a tough time selling it because we're disclosing it. Mm-hmm. Some other agents may not disclose it, but yeah. somebody's going to get stuck down the line. And, uh, well, and all you have to do is Google the address. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You Google the address right. all the time. So, uh, I guess the first option for this individual would be, uh, you know, if he does want to sell it and, you know, get insurance or, or whatever the case is, that remediation is going to have to be the first step. Otherwise, yeah. he's going to have a tremendous difficulty in, in... Or take a hit on the price and sell it at a loss yeah. and um, figure and just, out what he wants to do about that after yeah, the fact. Right. Yeah, just, it, it just, it's just, it's not a good situation. I, I don't think he should have bought the... Uh, Bought the uh, the grow up. We I had an incident many many years ago before, um, you know, this grow operation started uh, happening. This is like maybe eighteen years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I disclosed to the buyer uh, that this was a grow operation. I says, you know, I go look if you buy this and there's problems, you're gonna have a hard time selling it. Yeah. And uh, he took the risk, and he bought it. Did have mold issues, mm-hmm. and he ended up basically losing a lot of money on reselling it a, a builder bought it after and and did the um uh, all the remediations and yeah. everything like that on it 
But um, but yeah, you got to be very careful. Don't uh, I? I personally, I wouldn't touch it unless you're going to tear down the house. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. Wow. So. Um, you're thinking this person's probably going to have to take a big hit. Now, did he, he buy it on uh, at a big reduced price as well? He probably. I don't know if he um, got a, a big reduced no, he, price. He, he bought it at a fair market value. Fair market value, it. but wow. just I don't think he was informed enough about it. Now, yeah. now he's paying the price. I thought he was kind of like, nah, nobody. You know, worry. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he he probably can go back and and he can you know go after the agent that sold it to him and and, and sue him for mm. a lot of things. I mean, it's it's just uh, it's up it's to turned him. Turned into a big hassle. That's it, for sure. it can be. It can be. And then uh, his insurance company. Uh, his heirs and emissions insurance won't cover him no. because he knew it. So he's on, and so he's on his own with the uh, legal wow. battle. Yeah, he, you know, his insurance company is going to say, "Hey, listen, you knew that. You know the the rules about uh, how to deal with people, and you uh, didn't uh, disclose and all that." Right. So, so it, it could be an ugly situation all the way down the line. So we're we're looking at a major haircut for this individual. Uh, oh, for sure, for sure, he's the one that's going to pay the price. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we come back, some listener questions uh, for Rob and uh, Ashley. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM nine hundred CHML. Last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Ashley Sidler is with us as well, sales rep with the Golfie team. We've been talking about uh, the markets, uh, wet basements, and grow-ups as well. We have some listener questions to get to. And if you have a question, you can email your question to questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. Uh, or call them on the phone, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. All right, question number one. We have three questions here from listeners. Uh, Rob, I have uh, not a good, not uh, so good credit rating, and the only rate I can get for a mortgage is 5% from a B lender. Should I wait and buy, or should I buy now? I would still buy, but just get a a short-term loan, like an open one-year mortgage, if they'll give that to you. Right. Um, just because you're, you're going to start building your credit rating. Um, and then, uh, you know, and plus housing prices are going up. So that, that 2% difference or 2.5% difference, yeah, you're going to have to pay the price because, you know, you, mm-hmm. you weren't on top of your uh, credit bureau. But, uh, but uh, I definitely would, uh, would buy. But sometimes I, I know people that are paying up to 8 to 10% on the wow. first mortgage. Holy cow. Yeah. And, With a B lender? Uh, yeah, some B yeah. lenders. But, but if, if he went to a, a private lender on the first mortgage, that doesn't even get registered that he's paying a mortgage. Um, and so so that private lender is not going to go to the credit bureau and say, hey, this guy's been a fantastic mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. and he's paid his mor- monthly mortgage payment on time. They'll, they won't see that. So going to a B lender, just going a short-term mortgage, uh, you know, just, you know, renewal every year, open uh, if they'll allow. But I think two years sometimes is the most, the least they'll go. Yeah. But 
you know, you just got to bite the bullet for a year or two, and then uh, and then hopefully get build up your credit rating, right. and then get back on uh, on the A list. Five percent isn't disastrous, though. No, I mean, no. You know, the stress test is four point whatever That's it is, right? right? So but, I mean, we're in that kind of ballpark, right? So it's not too bad. But I, I'll tell you, th- there are people with some credit issues, and they deal with, uh, you know, Effort Trust is a B lender. Um, I'm not sure there was a couple other um, uh, trust uh, companies in in the area mm-hmm. that are B lenders, and they love they they uh, they're in Hamilton and they uh, they love Hamilton real estate. So, but yeah, you just got to be you just got to just just watch your credit because yeah. it's going to cost you in the long run. So, you know, d- pay that Visa card every every month. Don't just let it slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had Sam Eliaccio a couple That's times right. on on the program. And there's nothing bad with a B lender. They serve a purpose too. That's right. right? Yeah, they're to help out. They're, they're to help out the guys that just you know didn't realize that you know they sometimes people go through a divorce. And it and it causes sure. you know yeah. problems with their uh, uh, credit bureau. Uh, a lot of a lot of issues could happen on that. There's no doubt. Okay. Question number two, uh, Rob. If I don't like a particular clause in a listing contract, can I cross it out when I list the home? It doesn't. No, it doesn't happen much. I would like. I would. I don't know. I would like to know what clause that would be. Yeah. Some of them need to be there. They, a lot they, of them need that, to be there. They need. That's there to protect them yeah. mm-hmm. and also to protect us. I and, wonder if they meant getting an offer. I wonder if they don't mean the listing. It, it I wonder be. if they mean it could be. The, Conditions? the offer yeah. on their property when they get an offer. I wonder yeah. if that's what they're meaning. And, and at that point, yes. Because the listing? Uh, every no. listing contract in Ontario is the same. They're all the it's same. Standard. It's, it's standard. It's mm, standard. Yeah, written so. by lawyers to protect right. the seller. That's right. Um, I probably, uh, I don't think so. And some agents may uh, may do it, but it could cause a lot of problems. Uh, there's got to be a reason why uh, they don't want that clause there. And, and it's obviously not going to be beneficial for uh, the brokerage, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Can you think of anything in uh, clause-wise that they would want? Um, you know what? Sometimes there's a, it says um, in there that there could be a, a referral fee. Uh, I could see that being crossed but out. It, but it says that we have to disclose, disclose that. It. So it really is... It, it doesn't... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There, 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 I, I personally wouldn't take a clause out of there. No. Mm-hmm. No. I honestly think that and like, if this person wants to call us at the office, I'd be happy yeah. to talk to them. Um, yeah. I personally think that they mean... The, con- the, actual- the offer coming in on the property. Right. Yeah. That would be yeah. Uh, yeah, a whole different ballgame. Again, yeah. that number, 905-575-7700. Ask for Ashley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last question. Now, Rob, what happens if you get a low appraisal on the home I purchased with no financing conditions? That's happened a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Happening. because uh, I'm not saying about the appraisal, but a lot of people are buying houses at a high, at, you know, because they're in multiple offers, mm-hmm. 100000 over asking, and uh, that could happen. I haven't seen anything get returned on any of our deals just because uh, the, pr- the appraisers know that the market is fast and, uh, and, it, and, it, and it's moving up fast. So they're, they're appraising it. I, they're, they're, you know, they're looking at the neighborhood and saying, you know what, the house is in great condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll appraise it at the value that, uh, that, that it's sold for. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if a willing buyer is willing to pay for that, obviously the That's value is there. That's how much it's going to be worth, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're looking at some comparables in the area because there usually is one or two right. close enough. But right. we had one on... Um, Oh my God! I can't remember the street. Um, um, it was in East Hamilton, and it was in Rosedale, and we had four hundred and sixty thousand in this neighborhood. And the highest house that sold there was under uh, four hundred, and 
we were a little scared of accepting that because they, they had a condition there and I, and I advised my clients, I said, be careful because mm-hmm. this is way, the number is way out of reach for the rest of the neighborhood. It's not like it's, you know, within 20, 30,000. Right, right. And I said, we can accept this offer, but then if we have a problem on closing, then we're back to square one trying to get. So we actually ended up accepting a 420,000 versus a 460,000. Hmm. And then the next highest priced house sold, I think was 375. So we were still pushing the market mm-hmm. even at 420. Uh, but we took the we took the 420 and things closed well and everything went smoothly mm-hmm. and and that's the important thing eh? like I mean you, like I mean we had offers on houses at 200 thousand over you know 100 you know you just got to be careful that's all yeah. maybe a little bit more on the appraisal process as we close out the show and how how that works I mean obviously you guys can do appraisals we right? do we do market value opinion yeah. opinion of value yeah, yeah that's yeah, it we that's do it. not do appraisals yeah. there's there's a our, ours is, yeah, yeah. that we do appraisals. We're not appraisers. We're not certified appraisers. Right. Yeah. So that would be the bank calling in whoever they use to appraise the mm-hmm. property um, for that lender. Right. Sometimes private lenders will call me and they'll ask me, Rob, is this? Uh, can you take a drive by the property and let me know? Um, the homeowner says that property's worth, you know, five hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. What you, do you think? Can, let me know. Is it? Is is he correct or is he being very high on this number? And uh, and I'll I'll take a drive by, do, do my numbers, and see if he's within, and I'll I'll send my report to some of these private lenders mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, you like a psychic, like a number just kind of comes. <laughs> to yeah, you? no, you I'm know thinking. what? No, I, I'll tell you, I go very <laughs> in depth. You know, I've done thousands of uh, evaluations, and I I've got a three three processes that I go, and if all three line up, mm-hmm. then I know I'm right number. on the numbers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do all the three different steps, and one's out of whack. And and you know, okay, so now you you just got to keep looking mm-hmm. at it, and, and sometimes you have to think about it, and absorb it. The question, the thing is, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the house, so yeah. I'm not the buyer. So that's so we have to think what you a don't buyer's. have all the pressure. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we got to run, guys. Thanks for all coming right, in again. Thank you. Enjoy have a great weekend, weekend, everybody. You've been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on AM 900 CHML.